Hi there, I'm Trisha Barker and welcome to the Imposter Solution Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode where I am talking to the lovely Beth Noy from Plastic Freedom. Now I was fortunate to meet Beth in March last year when we were both part of a panel talk. Just before we went on stage we had a quick chat but then when I heard her speak as part of the panel I just fell in love with the work that she did so I became a customer and a big fan of Beth. So in this episode, Beth shares how imposter syndrome really showed up for her when she decided to take her hobby into making it a full-time job. She also talks about how she's had to dull herself down in previous relationships so that they weren't intimidated by her independence and drive. She also talks about how she used to say that she just sold soap, but how she's been really working on that so she can talk about what she does in a more empowering way. She also talks about how she believes it's a combination of self-belief and having the right people around us that can help us flourish. And she also shares how she doesn't follow the normal way of running a business and how she's designed her business around how she wants to live. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Beth Noy. Enjoy. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for agreeing to be on. It's great to have you here. And ever since I met you back in March, the first, um, we only spoke for like a couple of minutes, but when I was thinking Mm. about the podcast, you were on my list of, I need to get her on. So when you said yes, (laughs) yes, brilliant. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny that because I remember speaking to you and thinking like, oh, I'm really nervous to like get on stage and talk because we're at that event yeah and then got up there and then I was like god now I can't shut up because as soon as people ask questions I just never stop yeah it's that initial thing before isn't it sometimes yeah before we do something that we like start to like feel those nerves and I always say nerves and excitement are the same thing so I just tell myself I'm really excited I'm really excited that's a good point actually because I it's the fear of the unknown I think when you're like what's going to happen but I think as soon as you actually relax into it and just go, well, what's the worst that can happen? Fall off the stage, it'll still be funny. You know what I mean? (laughs) I love that. I love the what's the worst thing that can happen game because actually it's never, it's never as bad as you think it is, is it? No, never. In your worst case scenario, you think, well, if that happened, it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. And we were talking about when we first had that conversation was about imposter syndrome, wasn't it? So if you had to say... Mm yourself what do you what would you say it was what's your description of it see I tell my friends a lot about this because when I met you I was like oh my god I never had a name for it before do you know what I mean but I would describe it as like I guess for me um people always saying to you they kind of like they'll say to other people like what you do or who you are or they'll talk about you and you stood next to them going, oh, they sound cool. Who's that? Do you know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, is that me? What? Yeah. 
I don't really know if that describes it well enough, but it's kind of no. like you you see yourself as a different person that's not actually connected with who you are. I definitely resonate with that as people believe in you or see this version of you that you don't believe in yourself. Definitely. Yeah. So the first time you heard of it, was that actually when you come across me or met me that you knew that it had a name? Yeah, that's literally when you said that, I thought, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Like, I didn't even know it was a thing. And then I researched it. And, um, yeah, I was talking to my friend about the other day because he was saying the same sort of thing. And I was like, it's imposter syndrome. And I was like, look, like, sent in the link to your profile. And it's amazing how many people actually have it. And they don't even realise it's got a thing. Yeah. Like, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that name, I was so bloody happy when I found out it had a name that it wasn't just me that loads of people mm. this way because I actually thought a lot of the time I'm a bit weird I'm a bit crazy yeah and then when I found out oh yeah this I'm actually more normal than I think I am because loads of <laughs> but what I thought was well why does no we don't talk about it like we all think yeah. we're all in our own little bubbles got all this shit going on in our heads but who it's lovely that like you are having the conversation with someone now but for yeah. a long time I don't know about you it used to just go on in my head like did you yeah. ever talk to anyone about what was going on for you before no no definitely not and it's it's strange I remember um my friend well my friend who works for me as well they're all my friends <laughs> we went to this event in Cambridge I was actually talking at Cambridge University about business like and, you do. <laughs> I know and then we went to a bar afterwards and then these guys started talking to us and um they said oh what like what do you do and my mate she always does this she's like oh my god she's like she owns the biggest plastic free shop ever all of this sort of stuff and I just went shut up I just sell soap <laughs> and then ever since then all I say is I just sell soap and it's like an ongoing joke but like I actually thought, why am I doing this? Like, because yeah. I, I genuinely think that's all I do. And yeah. then I'm like, I've just walked out doing a talk at Cambridge Uni and I go, oh, it's just so. so. <laughs> yeah, it's that sort of, I suppose I'd say, because I know, and I actually, jumping in to talk to you, forgot to even ask you to introduce yourself. So you don't just, oh, yeah. <laughs> you tell people who you are and what you do. You don't just sell soap. Hi, I'm Beth and I sell soap. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah, so this is, you're going to test me now because this is something I've been working on. I'm actually saying what I do rather than saying I sell soap. So um, I have an online plastic free store that sells every alternative you could possibly think to plastic. So plastic free kitchen stuff, beauty products, clothing, um, gifts dog toys like absolutely everything because I just want to make it super easy for like every single person to make little changes in their life because um cutting out plastic is very hard but I really think that it doesn't it doesn't have to affect your life you don't have to become a completely different person to go plastic free no. you literally just pick one thing over another make it then the habit so it becomes normal life and then you don't think about it again do you know what? I love that about you and your business because 
you are advocating that this is a journey and that yeah. you are not judging people for the fact that they have not like I think if I met you, not that I would ever have a plastic water bottle because I've, 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 <laughs> I've made that switch, but I've got this feeling that you wouldn't be judgy. You, re, you realise that it's not yeah. something that someone can do overnight. And I love well, that about you. Yeah, it's 100% right. Like It would be hypocritical of me to go, what on earth are you doing? Because I did the same for years. It was only like three years ago that I had like my eureka moment or whatever where... I suddenly opened my eyes and saw the world completely differently. And it's the same with veganism, vegetarianism, like anything like that. Like everyone at some point was not born perfect. Like life is a journey mm -hmm. and it's all about like when things come in, then like telling people in a positive way, oh, did you know about this? Because without a knowledge of any of that, you won't be able to make any changes. That's why like the motto of my business is, knowledge is your power because as soon as you know something you've then got the power to change it yeah and three years ago to now like just not selling so for anyone who <laughs> you have to go and follow beth or actually look at her website for the promotional video you did explaining how you started your business it's just pure beautiful art i loved it oh did you like it yeah so three years ago even thinking about starting your own business, did imposter mm -hmm. syndrome show up then when you were thinking, when the idea came to you? No, because to me, it was just a hobby. Like it, it yeah. wasn't a business. It was just kind of like, I'd run a blog for a bit and my friends said, oh, you know, would make changes if it was easy, but like you have to go all over the place. And I said, well, what if I just had them there and then you could just buy them? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. So it, it didn't really cross my mind because I'd worked in my family's business for 12 years and run the website there. I just thought, oh, it's fun for me because I get to do it about something I'm interested in. Yeah. And then it just kind of took off from there. So you didn't really have that. People weren't going, oh, you've, you've done this and you've done that. It was just like a little side thing. Do you know what I mean? I think where it really started for me was... Um, when I made that decision to turn it from a hobby into like a full-time job yeah, and honestly just a bad uh, previous relationship where um, my ex couldn't handle the fact that I was more successful. Yeah. So I constantly played it down, constantly yeah. would say, oh no, just do this. Like, because he had an issue with it he would never admit it and never asked him I knew that he did yeah. so that's really where it started yeah it's so interesting isn't it that not only do we have to sometimes like deal with our own doubting our abilities but then when we do see that we've got this potential that we've got to sometimes dumb it down yeah met the people around us feel okay and it is our decision to do that but it's easy to do that isn't it yeah I think what what's weird for me is that I I know like I can sit here now and go I know 1000% what I'm capable of yeah. I can put my mind to anything I know I can achieve it like that's what I'm always rallying to people mm. the thing that I have the issue that I have is being able to say that out loud because I've been knocked down for that in the past 
so many times without even saying what I'm truly thinking. So I think it's hard to know what comes across as arrogance and self-belief a lot of the time as well. Yeah. Do you find just from your own perception that that's different for men and women? Like that difference between deciding a woman is arrogant and a man is arrogant for having that? I think, I think it's, it's, it's hard. I don't know. I've always found for me personally as a woman, um, most of my issues actually in my life come from men, to be honest. (laughs) Um, and like trying to meet men and date people constantly coming into question that I was independent and knew what I wanted from life um I'm very strong-minded and with my business as well they were kind of like well where do I fit in because you don't need me whereas like I would never see a man and go I would see that as a positive I'd be like oh my god that's amazing you know what you want like it's very attractive but the opposite way around you would not believe the problems that I've had like so you constantly feel like you have to do yourself down and I definitely do think that that is that's different like I've met friends here you know like women and stuff who don't do that but then I did also have an issue with a lot of um girl mates back that had been mates for like 15 years and then all of a sudden I don't have I don't have those friends anymore it's really I'm when you speak about that I can resonate with it so much where I've met people and I do, I am I'm like you I'm independent I'm very strong minded um and sometimes you've got to sort of you don't have to but you feel you find yourself playing down yeah what you are or it's just hard to find those people that will accept you who you are and actually love that part about you and it's great um for anyone who doesn't know beth and doesn't follow her you've got to do it because i just i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a stalker i love it <laughs> just following your journey but she lives in cornwall and you were saying that you've got this really cool bunch of people now that really are supportive mm. um and on your wavelength and you that by that i'm guessing you are able to shine and just be who you are yeah 1000% like when I moved down here I decided to go straight back to therapy because I knew that I needed some kind of like outside support for this transition and straight away when she met me she said you need to practice self-love and you need to she was like straight away meeting you she was like your energy is amazing so you're going to meet so many people here um, she kept calling me like a yummy person <laughs> and she was like you're such a yummy person and if you don't actually like stand up and say who you are and what you do yeah. um, you're going to go back into that old habit again yeah. so I've really worked on it since I've been here and like I've got a boyfriend now who is like I, it he like builds me up he you know like he asked me about work all the time. I can feel confident, like talking to him about work. He gets excited. And I kind of think without me doing that work and then going, this is me. Like, that's the one thing we both said to each other. Like, we've just been 100% like, this is me. You either take it or you leave it. Yeah. And that was the most empowering thing. So I was like, I've, like it does take work, doesn't it? Yeah. Things happen yeah. in your life. And then 
it's whether you choose to sit by it and repeat old habits or realize that you want to change and then figure out how you can do that yeah and and you're absolutely right imposter syndrome is just a habit a habit of yeah you are choosing to think about yourself and then it affects the way that you think the way that you behave the way that you feel and you've got to find a way of breaking that cycle that's all yeah it is and start to Bre- I, you know I always look at it from building your belief up from the inside out so that you're like you just said about you you're going out there and saying this is me but then you have people around you that nourish you and you know want the best for you I think yeah that, that combination together is just bloody magic yeah <laughs> so sounds so northern then I love that <laughs> I, am I miss it down here so i wanted to talk to you about something that whether you see this um because it was about a year ago that imposter syndrome showed up in a different way for me in that i started to have social anxiety like Mm -hmm. that i was doubting my abilities about being a good human being because i'd watched loads of documentaries and started to make some changes But then I was like, the more documentaries I've watched about the planet and what we were doing to the planet and how I wanted to change it, like every time I was going somewhere to buy something or do something, like sometimes you don't have the money or the time to make all the changes at once. And I was freaking myself out about shopping. And then it's like, and and my friend actually, she's wonderful, she's a nutritionist, and she said to me, it won't be, this will be the thing that makes you ill. Like constantly worrying about being a good human being. And from then on, I just look at it as that journey. What would you say to people who experience that type of thing? Because I guess I've got the saying from somewhere, so other people have it. Yeah. What would you say experiencing that? I went through that exact same thing a few years back. where I felt like oh my god how am I aware of this problem and no one else is and you go into the supermarket and everyone's grabbing bags and bags of like plastic veg and all of this and you're like ah and it it can send you insane but then what I've learned over the years through my business um is and what I try and tell people all the time is that those individual choices you make when when you can make them yeah you don't need to change your entire life for it but then think about every single person that's also making those small changes and that's where the impact comes in so don't think the burden is all on you and i i only kind of relaxed about it and thought oh my god yeah okay this is fine like when i started selling products and now i see the numbers going up and that for me is like amazing and you see like two hundred thousand people following plastic freedom on instagram that's huge and there's and all those people are then making changes and then telling their friends about it and it's growing whether they whether they buy stuff with me or follow me or not it they're still consciously thinking about it and it's that that has the massive impact on the planet and it's not it's not on that individual having to do every single little thing perfectly because it's impossible we live in an imperfect world places or yeah I, I if I'm buying something in plastic now I'm going yeah I'm, I'm working progress I'm working progress yeah <laughs> yeah well there's there's been things that I've had to 
like the the hardest thing I think for me is um I've got a boyfriend now who isn't plastic free and people have always said to me over the years like oh how how do you live with someone that's not plastic free and I'm like we can't force them to change their life like I've chosen this lifestyle and he's made loads of changes like even from the first date he was (laughs) like wrapping his sandwiches in tinfoil instead of cling film but um like I've had to buy him things I'm like I don't know where to get it from down here at the moment like I'm still figuring it out so don't beat yourself up because like me even meeting him has had an impact for him to put stuff down so like I always say that if we lived in the most perfect world where you could walk into any shop and everything was plastic free or there was no carbon emissions from air travel like it'd be easy you just go do that instead of that but that's not the reality we live in so yeah you've just got to make those small changes where you can yeah and buy him a takeaway cup. That's the first thing I do. Here you go. Yeah. Put <laughs> that everywhere you go. <laughs> I literally did that. And he uses it all the time. <laughs> Here's your little carry bag that you can take it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Here's your survival kit. Now go off in the world." <laughs> I think as well, it rubs off on other people, doesn't it? I know that there's certain things that I've got, and people go, "Oh, what's that?" Mm. And I find, I don't know about you, that just when when something's rammed down your throat, I'm a bit of a rebel. I don't like being told what to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you're told what to do, I don't want to do it. Whereas if it's just I'm invited to look at it, then I'm more likely to mm. go down that path. Yeah. It's like, I, I really think you have to be positive about it. Like you'll never, ever see on my website or social any like animals being choked by plastic any horrible facts because you've you know that to have come there it has to be a positive space to be like oh that looks sick and then even if people land on your website or whatever that aren't like hippy dippy whatever into all of that they can still see nice products that they might want to buy and then if it becomes like something they go oh that looks cool I'll try that and then they love it then they've switched out some it to plastic free without even realising. It was really good because um, me and my girlfriends, we always give each other money for our birthdays. So this year I bought one of your razors. Um, oh, right. A gold one because it's pretty as well. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. It's so nice that. <laughs> my forever razor. But I messaged all the girls to say, thank you so much. This is what I bought yeah. with my money. And then they were like, some of them were like, oh, wow, is that what you spent your money on? But some were like, (laughs) oh, that's cool. And then someone said, oh, where did you get that from? So just by, I suppose, sharing sometimes that part of you that that's how I spent my money. That's what I want. Friends bought me a razor for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's just things though that you, you don't even think about anymore. Like you go in the supermarket and you walk down the aisles and, we've been brought up like going out with our parents and stuff like that and going shopping and that's the norm so you don't think twice about it whereas if you then go oh what's this then you go what I didn't even know that existed yeah and like razor blades and stuff think about the packaging that they come in it's for like the Venus ones stuff like that insane and then uh, my friend at work like in the shared office that I'm in yeah I just said here's like the pack of blades and it's like this big they come in like paper don't they yeah they do in a little and I was like yeah I was like that'll last you a year and she's like what 
I was like, yeah, that's, it's insane. Yeah. And then the wonderful thing is your package comes all plastic free as well, which I, <laughs> if I ever buy anything and it comes in plastic. Yeah. I'm, oh. It's just horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a great feeling. So I purposely look for brands now that I can use that won't use it so that you don't have that yucky feeling when it drops through your door. Yeah. I know you don't know how to get rid of it either. That's the problem. No. So back to imposter syndrome. When can you, mm -hmm. can you remember when you first experienced it? How far um, back it goes? I think it was probably um, last year when yeah. I went to that Cambridge thing. Yeah. And then my friend said, like, what I do. And I was like, no, what are you on about? Yeah. Like, I just sell soap. Um, because then it really became apparent to me that um, I was really, like, dulling myself down yeah. to make other people feel, like, less intimidated. Yeah. So that was because it. Like, you consciously were aware of yeah. what's showing up for me. But then I realised how long I've been doing it for after that. Yeah if you know what I mean, like, yeah. and I realised every event that I went to, even way back in, um, not January this year, the one before, um, I did a talk at King's College in London yeah. with three other people on a panel, and before that, I was like, they don't even know who they've invited here, like, why the hell am I sat with all these people, like, this is weird, and then when we like they were kind of talking down to me a bit as well when we stood outside like before we went in because I gave off that impression you know that I didn't know why the hell I was here and I didn't know what to talk about and then we got in there and again I was just like oh and then I just people ask questions and I just go off on one because I actually know what I'm talking about yeah and afterwards they were like who are you like you just smashed that out they were like because then people coming up to me at the end and asking me stuff I was like oh I don't know why I was so nervous but it's it's, it's like definitely about, been an ongoing thing yeah it's like you said about the fear of the unknown like our brain loves certainty so when we go into new situations our brain's going i, I don't know what's going to happen here yeah and it'll do anything to protect us it really wants us to run away and not put ourselves in this perceived yeah um yeah and the biggest bravest thing we can do is just go and bloody do it <laughs> yeah well after that actually i then made the conscious decision that anything that came my way with work-wise I just said yes to it yeah. no matter what it was said yes because I thought the more you do it the more you're going to feel comfortable and my dad said to me uh, one time before I went to do like one of these talks or whatever that he's like just remember that at the end of the day everyone takes their clothes off and they get in bed yeah and he was like everyone's the same everyone has to sleep everyone has to get up everyone has to eat yeah. and he was like and at some point like they'll have been how like feeling how you feel and the more you do it the more normal it becomes and then you just get on with it yeah yeah definitely when I met you that was my first ever panel talk so I've done loads of workshops stood up and done oh, right. never done a panel before and I was shitting myself as well <laughs> myself, I'm really it. excited I'm really excited I'm really excited <laughs> But actually, I was shitting myself because with when I'm delivering talks or running workshops, I, I know what's coming because I've designed yeah. it. But on yeah. a panel, it's a bit like, I, I don't know. But 
like you, yeah. I'm like, try and shut us up. Yeah. <laughs> I think ours went on way too long, didn't it? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> I don't think we did anyway. <laughs> so if it crops up at all for you now, what, what is it that triggers you? Um, it's when I meet someone new and they ask me what I do. Yeah. And there's other people in the room listening. Yeah. And then I'm like, right, okay. So then I'll just say what I do. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. And then the more times you do that, yeah. and the, the, like, the warm reaction you get to it, yeah. um, because they don't get that it's a joke. If I say to them, oh, I'll just sell soap, they'll be like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. They, they don't get the backstory to that. So they'll no. just be like, so you just got to say it. And it's, it's practicing, isn't it? The more you do it, the more times you get that response, the more relaxed you become and then it just becomes normal. Yeah. I, I loved, because you've talked about this in the past, that when you, when you go into business, there's so many bloody people telling you what you should be doing. Like when you meet someone, you should yeah. say, I help people too, or you should go into this field. And I'm like, when I had a job, I used to just say, yeah, I'm a HR business partner. Like it's so easy. Like you say it really quickly. Yeah it's done I think when you've got your own business trying to explain what you do if you go into this long spiel like there's nothing worse than making you feel like crap is <laughs> like even I've switched off in the past when I'm trying to describe what I do yeah it's odd isn't it it's it's weird though because I think everyone I I've got to think as well like when I ask someone what they what they do or I well I don't tend to ask people what they do for work I tend to ask them what they like to do in yeah, their own life because I think that's what defines yeah. people more yeah um but I always think I'm super interested mm -hmm. so if I'm super interested I'm like oh that's cool like I've met people in my, this office that I'm working in and I'm like oh my god that's so cool but then they do the same to me and you're like what but then you're like you've got to think you've got to put yourself in the other person's shoes and you're not going to sound like an idiot so you've just got to believe in like how you would respond to someone that they would do that and if they're an arsehole to you then don't speak to them again yeah they're an arsehole <laughs> <laughs> you're right it is it's practice isn't it it's like if you get it wrong mm. it didn't come out right it's just whatever that is whether it's describing what you do or anything that you do what situation you put yourself in if it doesn't work the first time mm. it's not to give up it's just to keep going back and doing the same thing but just yeah. trying it differently next time yeah yeah I'd say um the only other thing really that I'm, I'm struggling with now is that because I've obviously moved to Cornwall and I'm not in the day-to-day -day, like running of the warehouse like I used to overwork myself to the point of complete burnout where yeah. my friends would be sat with me and I'd be like I honestly can't even laugh at that joke even though you're hilarious because I have nothing left to give and it was awful but then coming down here and I get I probably do a solid like four or five hours a day which isn't a lot but I'm like this actually works better for me I'm more switched on I get more done and I can still enjoy my life which is the balance that I had way off back up north but then the guilt that I feel because I think I'm not physically burning myself out I'm not physically there with all my staff before they get there and after they leave and I'm not 
lugging boxes around and and then doing all the stuff that I normally do that I'm somehow not performing yeah and I'm not proving that I'm I'm saying what I do yes. so it's that's the hard transition at the moment but I actually said to myself the other day when I was cooking dinner I was like do you like your life now and I was like hell yeah, yeah. and then I thought we'll just carry on then yeah because the business is still fine isn't there that says a good four hours a day of solid work is actually after that you're not really as productive yeah so you're using the sweet spot of that time and definitely so a trait of imposter syndrome is either you're an overworker so you constantly are going to prove that you're good enough and you're you you keep doing it or you're an avoider or you can be a mixture of both um, but the the thing of overworking is like you say at some point you're gonna burn out you can't keep yeah. going at that pace anymore that burnout is the worst feeling as well because yeah. it just numbs every emotion you have because you're physically exhausted you're emotionally exhausted and what people don't realize like running your own business and when you have staff is like the emotional toll it takes like you're responsible not only for your own life yeah like uh like livelihood but like five six seven other people and if you don't keep them motivated they're not going to keep working and and then you have to self-motivate yourself as well so during covid it was horrendous because like my staff were worried about coming back I had to lay everything out but I was also worried that we had so many orders we couldn't get them all out and I was working and we also had to move into that new warehouse so that I could get yeah. the staff back to work so I thought this is it like this is the time you have to push through but then through all of that there was no one looking after me there was no one checking on me like we were just saying before we started this like going home and living on your own as well yeah. you're coming back to nothing then you're going in and everyone's taking your energy from you yeah. and then you go home to nothing and then you go back and it's just yeah. that vicious cycle that is yeah I couldn't do that for any longer. <laughs> First of all, I think it's it's recognizing that you've got a habit of overworking, and then mm. challenging what your perception is. Like, is this healthy? No. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know what you think, but I think society gives people badges. Like, the busier you are, the more successful you are. Yeah. Like if people say they're not really busy, like, oh, have you not got anything on? Like, I. Yeah, no. I, and same as you, when I stepped away from my corporate job, I went from ridiculous hours and putting so much into the job that when I started to try and change that, yeah, the guilt came up for me. Like, am I not, yeah. as, am I not as good because I'm not actually putting as much effort in as I used to, but I've yeah. not got as much to prove anymore. So as long yeah. as it's important stuff and like you, I never want to look back when I'm 80 and think, oh, yeah, I, I didn't do all those things that I wanted to do. Or exactly. actually, life's shorter and I didn't make the time for it. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the thing. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly, uh, certainly live in life now. <laughs> and I hate the word work-life balance, but it is about making sure that you look after yourself as well as do whatever you yeah. want to do. Yeah. Your impact on the world you are part of it and for me that again is self-love like yeah 
if you're only working so many hours, don't beat yourself up because that's not showing self-love. That's being horrible to you. Yeah. There's no need for that. I know. Like, I went into work, like, last week or whatever, and this guy sat next to me said, oh, so where do you see business going next? And I was like, oh, my God, I've got this idea. Like, reeled off so many ideas. I was like, this is where, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And I was like, but also, I really value life over work. So, like, like my, uh, my friends that also work for me, <laughs> um, anything that comes up in life I'm like go sort that out like work can wait you know what I mean we'll cover it and I always say to them like there is there is life is your life work is what you do and you should enjoy yourself while you're there yeah I'm not going to keep you hostage at work when you've got something going on or your brain's not in it like go and sort yourself out and then I'll get the best out of you the next day yeah yeah is it's finding that isn't it and like you say you have a good life (laughs) (laughs) this wonderful life where you're just mixing the two things together yeah i know i just drop i I really you're about sorry drop the guilt yeah i know i know i did i did have a word for myself the other day because i just thought oh screw it like not many people in at my age or whatever would have this opportunity as well to to live like this like so my boyfriend said the other day he was like look at where you're able to stay like look at the fact that you've just moved down here on a whim just like oh, I need to change something and then all these people you've met and all these things that you're doing and you've not even started yet and it's like it, you wouldn't have that if it wasn't for the hard work and now just sit back figure out like the new way of living your life and enjoy it yeah it's crazy because what you were saying before about sending through the questions and stuff like that for different personality types some people like it some people don't yeah if you can figure out like how you like who you are and how you like to live earlier on it's it just helps with everything like I know when I was 19 for example I bought a house with my first ever boyfriend and um (laughs) tried to go down that stereotypical root of life you know like you get married you have kids and I was literally like inside screaming going what are you doing like this isn't what you want but I didn't have any kind of role model really to say like this is no you can live this alternative way um but as soon as I figured that out and I and I got out and then started living my life I thought why on earth like people would say to me about business oh like what's your projection for next year I'm like oh I don't know should we decide should we pick something because you're just like how do you know I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow never mind like in a year's time so how could you put that pressure on yourself for something else like it it will work for some people and they have to have those goals to work towards but um for me I just it's like that stubborn thing like if someone tells you what to do I'll be like nope yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'm five years now in business and a lot of the times I've been thinking, well, I should be doing, like, shoulding all over myself. I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I've just found a lot of it just don't work for me. It don't make me feel good. It don't make me feel motivated. So I think you've just, like you say, just find your own flow. Do what is right for you. And you said you do it in your personal life. So, of course do the same in your business life because you're still the same person (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like I had this uh well something that I'm going to be doing next year hopefully 
I've been saying it for ages. Everyone's like, that's such a good idea. And then uh, literally yesterday, just randomly, I thought, oh, I'm going to do that now. And then just started sorting it out. There was no like, on this date, you must do it. It was like, when, it, when the time's right, yeah. and I feel like I've cleared off a load of stuff that I need to, that's when I'll be like interested in it and then it'll be fun and things have to be fun for me to do otherwise I lose yeah. interest within like a minute <laughs> I'm the same. definitely I love the fun element to anything and um that I would say people not to feel guilty about having an idea and not doing anything that I've taught like anyone who knows me about this podcast I must have bored people about it for so long it just it's never felt right until this summer I was like right it's happening now I'm ready I'm ready yeah. to start yeah. moving things and I started to put things into plan and act. yeah but that's another thing about you that I really like that you talk about when people are overwhelmed by the big picture that you say to them just focus on the next step the next step yeah like if you think too far in advance you can be overwhelmed by it all yeah I, I thought about that when um well whenever people ask me oh how do you how do you start business I'm starting a business how do I get to where you are and I'm like oh well I, I don't know I just did all the little things and that that's where I am now yeah. and my cousin was starting her own business and she said like um how do I how do I get to this and I was like stop thinking of it there think about all those things you actually do need to do like a checklist when you go shopping you don't go oh, I've completed my shopping like you need to pick up all the things to actually do your shopping yeah. So it's like that. Do all the little things, then all of a sudden it's you're there, and you're like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> I love that. I suppose it's the same as anything. If you, like, even if someone run a marathon, you don't just run it, do you? You first of all, yeah. probably buy yourself some trainers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you start building yourself up and running further and further, and then before you know it, yeah. you've completed it. So I love that about you. You just don't. I told you I stalk you, don't I? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you just talk so much sense. You so much. I, I resonate with so much of what you say, and so many people don't follow what they want to do. One because they can't see that it's going to be successful. Mm. Two, they're listening to that inner imposter who says they can't, and the, and, and three, they just don't get started. Like it is. Yeah. Think of the first thing and do it. Yeah. When you've done that, what else needs to be done? Do that one. Yeah. I think that's why I'm so grateful for like the the platform I guess that I've got because when like whenever I've been I've had people in my life like friends or whatever they've always said that I'm like a weirdo or like you're so different to anyone else that I've met yeah and I think well there's definitely other people out there like that so like like me and my best mate have this like ongoing joke that like when she met me like I took her virginity of loads of stuff because she was like, oh, I've never tried that before and I've never done that. And I just do it because I'm like, I want to do that. So let's go and do it. And then like now I've left there, she's actually moved into my house and I was like, I'm passing the bat on now. Like you have to then do that for other people. Yeah. And um, it's just it's just opening people's eyes that there is a different way to live and a different way to look at things in life. Yeah. Have you always been quite adventurous in your personal life as well? Like doing lots of yeah. things that push yourself yeah as I say as I can see a yeah, well, in the eaves above talking <laughs> <you>. yeah <laughs> yeah well my mum and dad are, my mum and dad are crazy they're like 65 ish 
we'll just say that not yeah. really too sure uh they both still snowboard uh ride mountain bikes my mum horse rides like anything and everything they could do like me and my dad were going to go learn to kite surf um early this year for my birthday but um covid happened yeah. like my dad was a windsurf instructor and growing up every weekend we'd just be out horse riding riding bikes snowboarding like anything you could think of yeah that's what we did and um like my mum and dad for example used to take us on holiday and they wouldn't plan anything we'd just get there yeah and then we'd just travel around and there was this one holiday in Greece where all the hotels before we didn't have anywhere to stay and we had to like pull up at this campsite they're like yeah we've got a tent that you can use but it was like ripped down the side we were sleeping in windsurfing bags I was like screw this I'm sleeping in the car because it's so cold just like crazy things like that that you just deal with it as it comes and you always in those situations you always have the best memories and the best times yeah so it, so it sounds like from an early age you've been encouraged to like live outside your comfort zone like go yeah. and do things that are scary yeah a hundred percent like anything that scares me like I was literally talking to someone the other day and I was like I want to try everything that I possibly can because yeah. like how do you know that you don't like something unless you've tried it yeah. and like being down here and surfing is the most exciting thing for me because the waves change every day it's yeah. different conditions it's every day you're like oh what's gonna happen today it's not like you're just doing the same thing over and over again yeah see that's interesting because i my brother years ago challenged me to do one thing every day that scared me and yeah. I started to do more and more because I think before that I was very much living in my comfort zone, both in my professional life, like do everything to stay like small and fit in, but also in my personal life. And the more that I did that, the more like my inner confidence came and then yeah. things came along that like, it wasn't so scary getting outside your comfort zone. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's gone. wants to keep you there, but just get out. Yeah. Your mum and dad sound so cool. <laughs> I know they are. My first, I've just started a podcast, and my first guest was my dad, and uh, he's he's just so funny. Like the stuff that he did growing up as well. It's it's crazy, but he's also been like a massive inspiration for me, I guess, in work because I like, I see him now at sixty five or whatever still going in at five in the morning and packing parcels and doing the same thing every day and I, I just said to him like we're very similar but I would never want to be doing that at 65 mm. like no I said what are you doing pay someone else to do it like you don't need to do that and he's like yeah but this is what I enjoy like this is my life and I was like well fair enough but I don't enjoy this so I need to do something about it yeah it's sometimes breaking those patterns that you see your parents do like my mom yeah. was like that always on the go and me, I'm definitely more for this slow living life now that you don't have to be doing something all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you've just got to sometimes, but, you know, find what works for you. Yeah, exactly. So anybody who is experiencing imposter syndrome and doubting themselves, if there's one bit of advice that you would give them, what would it be? I would say that no one really cares that sounds awful but they don't you can you can hear someone say something and that has like you can talk to people and then you go away and everyone's got their own lives everyone 
is got so much going on and you've just got it what I do when things feel like overwhelming or I feel a bit like losing my purpose a little bit is sounds a bit odd but like imagine zooming out of your body and going up into space and then looking back down and realizing how small everything is and just going you've literally got such a small amount of time just grab what you're doing and run with it because no one's gonna no one's gonna beat you down for that no. and if they do and you and you're confident about it they can't do anything about it anyway I love when you say that because we've got I live near Pendle Hill and when I'm mm. feeling that sometimes I go and climb to the top and yeah I to the top, <laughs> I'm like look how tight look how big the world is like you yeah you don't yeah it's it's really grounding that that's one of the main things I always think about last night the sky here was insane and I was like oh my god it makes me like emotional thinking like how how crazy and big the world is and then you're really not around for that much time it's not worth stressing over no and if you think about how much time you spend in your own head thinking about your own stuff everyone else is just doing the same as what you yeah do. exactly I know yeah that's what I mean it's it's you're never gonna win unless you just let go yeah I love that piece of advice is there any practices you do on a day-to-day basis that helps you to keep your headspace in a good place um I well this is something I like to do it's a bit weird but (laughs) I like to Well, you'll, you'll realise why it's weird in a minute because I like to make a plan of action of like things that I need to get done that day. Yeah. So I'm like, right, I need to do this and I need to do this. So if I do that first and then I literally just start going and never follow the order at all and don't even do those things. It's like whatever crops up, I'm like, oh, that feels right. Like it's just kind of like I have to have like um, something that I need to do to get me out and doing things but then literally just going with the flow because if I try and force myself to like do something that I'm not into it's I'm not going to do it so just like seeing what crops up and going with how you feel yeah that's the rebel in you again and I don't want to follow that plan (laughs) even though I made it myself I used to think about putting together a month's the schedule and if I ever sat down and did it I I just think, well, I'm not going to follow it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the thing. All these like checklists and stuff look really nice, but then you're like, no, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I love that, what you're saying, because you're saying you write this list, but actually you might not follow it. What I find a lot of people do is they write the list and then they beat themselves up that they didn't, either they didn't follow the list or they didn't get everything done on the list. Yeah. Yeah, you're flipping well, that's the, head and going. Yeah, <laughs> listen. If I do it, I do it. I do it. And if I don't, I don't. Well, the secret is is that you make your list in your head and you don't actually write it down. So there's no there's no proof that you didn't do it. Ah. <laughs> so this is a mental plan people need to make. Yeah, mental plan. Because I go, yeah, I'm like, what do I need to get done today? This, this, and this. Right. If I do that first, and then I set off, and then I'm like logically I'm like oh why did I think to do it that way I'll go this way first that makes more sense to do it that way around yeah so just for me talking to you it just sounds like you've got like like you, you're a good friend to yourself like you don't beat yourself up all the time like you've just found a way oh yeah that works well for you yeah I never do because I just think like what like there's no point no. like I'm not going to get home and be like right give yourself a report like, how did you do today? Yeah. I'm just like, what's coming tonight? 
Yeah. Like, what am I going to, like, what are the fun things coming up? Yeah. I don't really think about it at all. You remember what your school report said? Mine said, um, I lacked focus, concentration, and um, I think I was too talkative. So all those things, <laughs> that's what I am now. <laughs> I don't even remember what mine said. I think, uh, I think at one point they said I was being bullied and they told mum and dad and I was like, oh, am I? I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> it's only because my mum gave me mine recently. And I started to read them and I was like, yeah, oh, right. that all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Some habits are still there. Yeah. <laughs> so if people want to follow you and just follow the ethos of plastic freedom, see and check out your shop, follow your stories, um, how do they find you? Where's the best places to connect with you? Uh, just on Instagram and uh, the website, really. Or if you don't have um, Instagram, Facebook, I kind of share everything that goes on Instagram onto Facebook anyway. Um, I'm pretty terrible at getting back to DMs at the moment because I get so many. Uh, but if anyone has any questions, like just email in um, and then the guys at work will send it to me. And that's when I actually do get back to people when it's in my inbox and in there because a lot of the time you get so much like craziness on Instagram. It's just, again, something that I won't tie myself down to answering 200 DMs about crazy nonsense. Do you know what I mean? So I don't have a fraction of followers that you do. And even sometimes I struggle to keep yeah. up with, like, you know, I want to reply to everyone, but doing that and running a business and trying to have a good life, yeah. it's hard, isn't it, to find that. Mm. be a full-time job doing that honestly yeah and I, I do I do feel bad but I, I really feel like Instagram should create like an auto response to any message that's sent to be like um please email if it's urgent um do you know what I mean because that would be good Definitely. I know I don't I really don't know why they haven't done that because yeah. I speak to everyone that owns a business is the same keeping up yeah. with you with your personal messages is unbelievable it's like having a thousand friends that just want to talk to you all the time yeah and you're like oh I feel so guilty but I just turn off my notifications and I'm like I'll set some time and go out I'll try and get through some of them now like the most recent ones yeah it's interesting some people I know that are look like they're a one person brand have got teams of people who work on social media for them not just yeah. answering, but creating content so sometimes I say to myself it's just me <laughs> Yeah, I know that's, that's the thing. Yeah, because only do what I do. Yeah, people don't realize how small teams can be behind the scenes because I do all of that myself, take all my own photos, write everything, I write the descriptions to the website, like the, the whole thing. Like, yeah. I have to do it all. So, um, then replying to like 100 messages a day is just not going to happen, or well, there won't be any content for them to look at. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much, Beth, for joining us today. And I'll put your links in the show notes for anyone to connect with you. But yeah, Beth lives this wonderful life down in Cornwall. All <laughs> inspiration as well as plastic-free options and just living life to the full. So definitely give her a follow. So thanks, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this has got me hyped. I'm excited. Yay, that's what we like.
So that was my conversation with Beth. So how did you find it? Was there some parts of Beth's story that you found resonated with your own? Or did you find something inspiring or motivating from our conversation today? Let me know what your biggest takeaway from this podcast was. Now, I've put the links that you can find for Beth's website and to connect with her on Instagram. But also, if you find someone would benefit from hearing this conversation, please feel free to share it, whether that's sending it to someone on message or actually sharing it on your social media platforms. And finally, if you really enjoyed this, then please hit the subscribe button. And can I be really cheeky? If you enjoyed it, would you kindly rate and review it? It really does help to get this message out and these conversations to more and more people and break the taboo all around imposter syndrome. So until next time, bye for now.